Hey, you! You should not have eaten that. You should not have taken a rest day. You should politely decline when they offer you dessert. Otherwise, you'll feel guilty afterwards. Okay, now it's really me, but seriously, do any of these phrases sound familiar to you? Because five years ago, this was pretty much a snippet of the dialogue that went through my head daily. I had all of these mental rules that I had to abide by, all of these rigid routines I had to stick to, and what kept me stuck for so long was this intense fear that I would feel guilty if I did do something different and if I did break the routine. Because doing something different often meant going against the eating disorder and going against the eating disorder resulted in feeling guilty. But in order to fully recover, you must go against the eating disorder. I mean, that's the whole point of recovery, right? So then the question is, How can you go against the eating disorder without feeling guilty? In this episode, I'll be answering that exact question so that you can let go of guilt for good and finally gain the freedom you deserve. Welcome to Live Label Free, the podcast where we talk about all things eating disorder recovery, autism, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I'm your host, Livia Serra, and my mission is to inspire individuals from across the globe to live a life in which they feel fulfilled and free from limiting labels. I am so excited to have you here and cannot wait to dive into the episode. Now, before we dive into all things guilt, I have a really exciting announcement, and that is my brand new website. I've honestly been wanting to redesign my website for such a long time now, but with the busyness of moving, creating my extreme hunger course, and just the chaos of managing a business in general, it wasn't really at the top of my priorities list. But something amazing that I started to notice in the past couple weeks as I finally feel more and more settled into my new apartment and with my course finally being finished, which by the way is launching next week, is this incredible sense of peace and calm. And this actually beautifully aligns with last week's episode in which I share my top three tips for managing anxiety because I can now genuinely say that I no longer feel constant anxiety. For the longest time, I persistently felt like I was being chased by this self-imposed pressure to be quote-unquote productive. I had this incredible fear of emptiness, whether that be unplanned blocks of time, not having my work schedule set up to the very second, or just really anything unaccounted for. Now, looking back, I believe this deep desire to have every second of every day filled with an activity was simply an attempt to protect myself from having to sit with my anxious thoughts. Consistently focusing my energy on activities outside of myself acted as a distraction from my mind. But at some point, this becomes exhausting. And if you're listening to this, I'm positive you know what I mean. Constantly chasing this unattainable level of productivity and busyness is simply not sustainable. Because we need rest. 
But then when we do allow ourselves to rest, we feel guilty and having to deal with the guilt is almost even more exhausting. The reality is that we live in a society of hustle culture where working around the clock is praised and resting is lazy so of course we both feel guilty when we rest we've been conditioned to feel guilty when we rest to say the way our society functions is seriously fucked up would be an understatement but where i'm going with all of this is actually in a very positive direction the very fact that guilt is a result of conditioning means that we can also recondition our brain to feel emotions that we actually want to feel because let's be honest no one actually wants to feel guilty anyways i couldn't help myself and kind of started going off on a tangent there with my history of how i tried to avoid feeling guilt but where i'm really going with all of this and how it actually relates to my new website which i was originally telling you about is that i have finally started to allow myself to have open space i am finally allowing myself the space to breathe and sit with my thoughts because when you approach life from a place of love instead of from a place of fear everything just starts to flow you no longer feel the need to micromanage everything because you trust that everything will happen at the time it's supposed to happen back to that quote from last week the opposite of anxiety isn't calm it's trust so Two weeks ago, while I was trying to fix yet another issue on my website that I knew I would no longer have if I finally just committed to the project of revamping my website from scratch on a new platform, I was like, why don't I just redesign my website right now? What am I waiting for? My course is finished, I'm done with client calls for the week, so I'm allowed to give myself this time. And I did. I spent four days straight dragging and dropping and importing and manually adjusting, but with everything I did, I am so dang happy with how my website looks now. I finally feel like it reflects what I stand for and what my mission is. And I would seriously love to hear your feedback or your thoughts on my new website. And also, if you have ideas on how I could make it even more valuable for you, shoot me a message via the contact form because several heads are better than one. In fact, this very podcast about how to rewire guilt was inspired by the countless messages asking me to create content around how to deal with guilt. Head over to livelabelfree.com to check out my new website, and without further ado, let's dive straight into this podcast episode by answering the question, what causes guilt? Because we can only really uproot the feeling of guilt if we know what the root is, and this root can be found in our belief system. All humans have their own unique code of conduct, as it were, comprising of our belief system, our values, and our morals. This so-called code of conduct is constantly being shaped by all of our experiences in life from the very moment you are born. As a child, you are taught to say please and thank you when someone is generous or kind and that this is the quote-unquote right thing to do. You were also taught what not to do, what is the quote-unquote wrong thing to do, such as 
lying, or stealing. The more and more you act based on this conditioning of right and wrong, the more deeply it becomes ingrained in your overall belief system. As I mentioned before, guilt is also something you've been conditioned to feel. Just as you're not born to say please and thank you, you're not born feeling guilty. I mean, think about it. No baby comes out of the womb thinking they need to lose weight or thinking they're not good enough. A baby adopts these beliefs based on their experiences. And because these experiences shape our perception of right and wrong, they also guide us to believe what we should or should not do. You are told that you should say please and thank you because it's the right thing to do, just like you are told you should not steal or lie because it's the wrong thing to do. Where guilt fits into all of this is that it helps us course correct. We are all human and we all make mistakes. We all do things we regret. I mean, like I said, it's normal. It's human. I've stolen before and I've lied before and done many things that caused me to feel guilty afterwards. Yet, it's that feeling of guilt that taught me to not repeat the very action that caused me to feel guilty in the first place. We all know what guilt feels like. It's a painful, gut-wrenching emotion that no one wants to experience. But that is the very reason we experience it, so that we avoid taking action that would lead to feelings of guilt. So guilt itself is not a bad thing. It serves a purpose, and that purpose is to inform us how to act in a way that is aligned with our true values. So then, what happens when you develop an eating disorder? You start to adopt new morals and beliefs that often go directly against what you truly believe to be morally correct. I talked about how your eating disorder distorts your frame of reference at length in my podcast episode, Seeing the Eating Disorder as a Parasite, so I definitely recommend you listen to that episode if you are enjoying this one. I like to compare an eating disorder to a parasite or a virus because your eating disorder has its own core beliefs that inject themselves into your brain just like a virus that uses your cells as a toast and your RNA to multiply. The reason why you are able to justify your disordered behavior or initially may even be unaware that it's disordered is because the newly adopted morals and beliefs created by the eating disorder support the disordered behavior. Your eating disorder may tell you that there are foods that you should and should not eat and that certain foods are either right or wrong. Just like you were taught that you should or should not act in a certain way to make friends or that saying please is right and stealing is wrong. An eating disorder takes everyday beliefs and inflicts them onto food and exercise, which results in feelings of guilt when you don't abide by the rules your eating disorder has created. Ultimately, an eating disorder works directly against our true core beliefs, but we aren't aware of these ED beliefs until they have become so ingrained and we mentally can't take the negative thoughts any longer. So then, what's the next step? How do we rewire this disordered belief system? How do we change these torturous thoughts? The simple answer is to change your actions. 
Something I always preach to my clients during one-on-one coaching, and I also mention this in my Extreme Hunger course several times, is that you cannot choose your thoughts, but you can choose your reaction to the thoughts. It's the same with emotions, in this case, guilt. You cannot choose whether the feeling of guilt arises, because evidently it will. You've conditioned yourself to feel it. However, you can always choose whether or not you're going to engage in the feelings of guilt. I'm sure you've heard the phrase, where your attention goes, energy flows. This is exactly what causes eating disorder behaviors to become so entrenched because we are constantly bringing attention to the eating disorder thoughts. If your eating disorder tells you to restrict and you act on this thought by restricting, you are fueling that very thought to keep returning. You are giving your brain the notion that this is the right course of action, therefore signaling to it that eating is wrong. And this goes for any eating disorder behavior, whether it be restricting, exercising, body checking, comparing, what have you. Every time you give an eating disorder urge attention, you are giving it energy to influence you and shape your belief system. So how do we come back to our true core beliefs? You do the exact opposite of what your eating disorder tells you to do. If your eating disorder tells you to restrict, you eat more. If your eating disorder tells you to work out, you rest. If any thought has the slightest possibility of stemming from your eating disorder, you act in opposition to that thought. Trust me, it's a damn hard thing to do. But this is the only way to create new neural pathways in the brain. Using this opposite action technique is key when it comes to ridding yourself of guilt around food, exercise, or anything else eating disorder related. To give an example, say you ate a donut. Your head starts screaming at you that you should not have eaten the donut and that eating the donut was wrong. Those are the eating disorder thoughts. Your conditioned response is to pay attention to those thoughts and thus give it energy to make you feel guilty. When you've repeated this thought pattern enough times, your brain will now associate eating the donut with feelings of guilt and you now believe eating a donut will make me feel guilty. However, blaming this feeling of guilt on the donut is adopting a victim mindset. It's like running out the door and not taking time to tie your shoelaces, then tripping and saying it's the floor's fault. In recovery, you need to learn to tie your own damn shoelaces. You need to be an advocate. In the beginning, this will be so hard. Tying the recovery knots and therefore untying the eating disorder knots will demand lots of brain power and discipline. But just as you know that tying your shoelaces was something you had to learn and something that is now second nature, so is being an advocate for your recovery. No one is going to do this for you. No one can take away your guilt. You have to choose whether or not you are going to engage in the eating disorder thoughts. To bring this episode full circle with me being Miss Live Label Free, I want to touch on a key point when it comes to letting go of guilt, and that is letting go of labels. In essence, labels are the root cause of guilt. 
Guilt is the result of labeling food or behaviors as right or wrong and labeling your actions around said food or exercise as things you should or should not do. The whole reason I named my brand Live Label Free was because it wasn't until I let go of all of these labels that I could start writing my own definitions by which I wanted to live. I no longer felt guilty for eating a certain food because I no longer labeled the food. I no longer felt guilty for resting because I stopped attaching meaning to exercise. It no longer had power over me. This was incredibly hard work, but it was letting go of labels that brought me to where I am today and now being able to inspire and coach you. So I want to invite you today to take one small step towards letting go of guilt. Do one thing today that completely opposes what your eating disorder wants you to do. Take one small step to let go of a label you may have. Because when you take opposite action against your eating disorder and stop engaging in thoughts of whether you should or should not do something, so basically when you just stop labeling things as right or wrong or good or bad, it will simply be impossible to feel guilty. To put this into context with the donut example, if your eating disorder says you shouldn't eat the donut and you take opposite action to replace that thought with I should eat the donut, then when you end up eating the donut, you'll have nothing to feel guilty about because you didn't do anything wrong. So now go out there and eat the donut. Check out my new website because I'd love to hear your thoughts and most importantly, let go of the damn labels. Your potential goes so far beyond what any amount of labels can find you to. Until next time, chat with you in the next episode. Bye-bye. <laughs>